Welcome to The Sweat Room, a podcast of Watermark Wesleyan Church. Get it, got it, give it. Here in The Sweat Room, we dive into today's questions about sports and faith. And now, here's your hosts, Noah and Bjorn. Well, welcome to The Sweat Room, everybody. This is Noah Corsten, and we're so excited to have you on the podcast today. Uh, just a little housekeeping things on our end. Make sure to, to subscribe, rate, and review, and maybe share with a friend. That helps us out a lot as we're an up upstarting podcast and we're new and it would mean a lot if you did that for us. So Bjorn, do you want to tell us a little about our future guests that we have? Absolutely. Yeah. My name is Bjorn Webb. I'm the sports and fitness director at Watermark Wesleyan Church. And we are so excited for our future guests here in the sweat room. We have uh, four special guests that we're going to share with you today that are coming in the future. Gary Okino, the head golf professional at Orchard Park Country Club in Western New York. We have our very own Robbie Raw, Buffalo health and fitness coach, and she is an author of a health and fitness book. Uh, we'll also be interviewing the Sabres chaplain, Kevin Beers, and the all-pro linebacker, Lorenzo Alexander of the Buffalo Bills, who recently retired last year from football. So Noah, as we're so excited about that, can you share one more thing that you and I are really excited about for the future? Absolutely. We're super excited for next week. Uh, stay tuned till the end of the podcast. We'll be doing a giveaway uh, with Gary Okino. So make sure you stay tuned to the very end because we got something special for you guys at the end. And today we have Mullen on the podcast today. Bjorn, do you want to tell us a little about Jordan? Absolutely. It is, it is my honor and privilege to introduce Jordan Mullen to the sweat room. Jordan Mullen is one of my longtime best friends. Uh, we grew up in our in the same same town, and we went to high school together in a, a small town in Allegheny County called Fillmore. We went to Fillmore Central School. They have a graduating class of about 50 kids, um, and we ended up playing soccer, basketball, all throughout high school, and then we also were able to play soccer together in college at Houghton College. Uh, Jordan Mullen is, has been a very, very successful Western New York athlete at the high school and college level, and I'm so excited to be able to talk with him today about his experience growing up through sports, what they have meant to him uh, while he's been growing up and, and what they mean to him now and how they still are impacting his life today. So welcome to the sweat room, Jordan Mullen. Well, good morning, Bjorn. Thank you for the uh, wonderful uh, introduction. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. So Jordan, could you maybe tell us a little bit more just about yourself, just, uh, just so that our listeners can know a little bit more about you? Yeah. So I, uh, I was born and raised in Houghton, New York. Um, I, uh, I was always around sports. My father is a soccer coach and a teacher, um, much like you, my, your dad was a coach. Um, we were just always around the field, always, always involved in sports from a young age. We, we, for lack of better word, idolized the, the athletes on the field from, from Houghton college and from our high school. Um, sure. and from there, I mean, I, I fell in love with the sport, um, aspect of, of kind of what my dad represented, it became an opportunity for us to create a relationship. Um, and then, I mean, you eventually find out that it's something that you're good at. And um, I ended up uh, kind of building this dream of wanting to go play Houghton College soccer. Mm. Um, it was something that I had watched. Um, and so when I got the opportunity to go play at Houghton, I mean, it was a no-brainer for me. I, as soon as I got the, uh, the offer from, from Coach Webb, I said, absolutely. This is a no-brainer. This is exactly what I've wanted. Um, and it was a goal that I had created myself when I was eight years old. Um, sure. and so to me, it was, it was just, that's what I was going to do. 
Um, yeah. And from there, I, I ended up playing four years, um, was a three-year starter, um, all-conference two years, um, all-region one year. Um, and from there, I, I just, I mean, I, I couldn't have expected a better experience from that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it definitely sprung me into my next, my next phase in my life. Um, I was able to take my, my networking through sports, um, and I actually got a job as a, uh, as a team salesman. So uh, selling uniforms and selling apparel to, to clubs and mm, cool. high schools and colleges. Um, and then most recently, as of uh, the new year, I actually re- accepted a new position at AdPro Sports, um, doing the same thing. But uh, oh, that, was, cool. that was kind of, I don't know, when everything came into fruition, what, yeah, what I was sure. looking for. So, uh, yeah, right now I'm, I'm, I'm sitting at home uh, kind of getting through the coronavirus. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, starting at AdPro this, this year has been, been an absolute blessing for me. Cool. Awesome. Well, I, I'm super excited for you in that new position. That sounds like an awesome opportunity for you. Uh, so something that we've been asking um, a lot of people we've been interviewing is just, if you could tell us just one of your favorite memories from sports. Now, you know, knowing you, you've played sports a long time. You've been involved with coaching here and there. So, you know, it could be maybe memory from playing or coaching or watching just, you know, what's one of your favorite memories, Jordan? Yeah. So had you asked me this six months ago, um, I, I probably want to give you the same answer, but, uh, <laughs> I actually am, uh, I'm the assistant coach at Fillmore central school. Um, this year we had a really good team and, uh, actually both of your younger brother brothers played, um, mm. on that team. And obviously we're our stars this year, but, uh, you helped yeah, keep I, them in line I, this year. Yeah, we tried our best. <laughs> uh, but, but we ended up having a really successful season. Um, uh, um, we ended up winning sectionals, and uh, we ended up having a state tournament berth, um, which was absolutely fantastic. Um, but I would say probably the best the best memory from sports thus far is uh, coaching alongside my father, who is the mm. head coach at Fillmore. Um, just kind of being able to to take what I've learned as an athlete, um, as a player, and build upon that into what I can do as a coach. Um, mm. And I know much like your mission – on this podcast, just taking what you've learned and implementing that into the next generation or to the next experience. Um, sure, sure. For me, just, just looking over at my father after we won a sectional title uh, and just giving him a big hug and just mm. watching these young men turn into, turn into something greater than themselves. I think for me, taking everything into account, that was probably one of my favorite sports memories thus far. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. I love that. Just being able to, you know, you talked about a lot of things there, been able to give back, um, you know, so many people you said, you know, have poured into you and now to be able to pour back and build up into other young men, the way that, you know, your coaches have in the past and, and getting to do that alongside your father. I think that's something super special that, you know, not a whole lot of people get to do, get to work with their dad and, and one of their, their best mentors, greatest mentors there. Um, so you touched on this a little bit um, about how sports have taught you so many things sort of outside of off the field, outside of the sport, um, you know, whether it's soccer or basketball or whatever. Um, so could you maybe share with us a little bit about how sports have impacted, impacted your life um, off the field, whether that's, you know, in the classroom or in the workforce or your faith or whatever? Yeah, so it's an interesting topic um, that I've wrestled with and, and contemplated a lot. Um, especially in recent times when you're kind of quote unquote retired as an athlete. I mean, obviously you stay involved, but 
um, you start to think about the importance of what you actually did as an athlete. Um, we spent 18 years of our lives focused on one goal, and that was sports. Right. Um, obviously, school was a necessity, but for me, mostly, sports was the goal. Even mm -hmm. in college, I mean, you, you look forward to game day more than you look forward to to 8 a.m.s in calculus. Like, you just <laughs> – it just wasn't the same thing. Right, but, right. Um, I mean, you look at it, and, and you look at the wins and losses. You look at the awards. You look at the whole experience, and you kind of say to yourself, okay, so what is that worth? And mm. when I look at that, I, I – at, at the first response, you say, well, of course, that's, that's the reason you play. And – I mean, we had a couple successful seasons at Houghton, and we had one not so successful um, towards the end of our, our time there. But looking at the whole experience, looking at what sports have done for me beyond the wins and losses, beyond the skill, beyond the awards, beyond everything, I think the greatest thing that you can learn from sports and that I've learned from sports is just what you take away from sports that is completely separate from the actual game mm, yeah um, the the whole mentality of training yourself and pushing yourself and getting better as as an individual so that you can uplift your teammates so that you can uplift your coach so that so that you can put towards something that's so much greater than yourself and um that's one of those those sports metaphors that sticks with me um mm. is playing for something greater than yourself you can take that to the next level of you're playing for your parents, you're playing for your siblings. You could take that to the next level. You're playing for your team and your coach. Mm. Um, and obviously the greatest is you're taking it and you're playing for your creator. You're playing for God. Mm. Um, but just this whole experience playing or sorry, coaching this fall with my father, um, just kind of seeing these young boys turn into men overnight almost and watching them take a community who who revolves around something of of greatness and they were able to embody that and take this community throw them on their back and take mm. them out to middletown and and represent fillmore in so much greater than just a game did yeah. we win states no but the fact is is that these boys learned a valuable lesson that sports are so much greater than the ball going into the net and yeah. It's so much greater than than who scored the goal. It's 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 just so deep on a level right, where right. where the friendships that you create, the discipline that you create, um, just just the whole overall experience. I mean, I, I don't think I need to tell most of you that that sports have a greater impact on our lives than than most people would say. Like, oh, mm -hmm. it's just a game. Well, we know that's not true. Mm -hmm. And so for yeah. me, I I would say that I would say that 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 has been one of those things that I've, I've taken away from sports. Um, and then obviously, I mean, taking it into my faith, how has it impacted my faith? Um, I know that that's something that, that I ask myself every day, whether, whether it's, it's taking out the garbage or, or playing soccer, how mm. am I, how am I bettering myself as a Christian? How am I glorifying God through what I'm doing? Mm. And, and I think, I think the minute that you are able to, to gain the perspective for me, I took a huge step in my faith. Um, I would say in high school, you're fairly shallow in what your goals are and what you, you feel. And it's very much, I want to be successful. I want my team to be successful. We're really willing to do what we need to do to get there. Mm -hmm. um, there's no real perspective, right? Um, <laughs> I think, I think once you, you age to a point of, of, experiencing more in life 
you start to see, okay, well, winning is not the most important thing every mm. single time. Sure. Is it why we play? Yeah. But, but I think just the whole, the whole process of sports and bettering yourself as a person and just striving for excellence, um, it gets you to a point where you can start to reach a, a discipline in your mind where you can transfer that right into your faith. Yeah. Um, yeah, whether that no, be scripture or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think, yeah. I think just, just, just practicing discipline has been incredibly beneficial for me in, in both, both worlds. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I, I think, you know, I hear, I hear what you're saying there and it's, it, it's so good. Just, I remember growing up with, you know, with training, it's, you know, okay, we've got to put in, you know, two, three, four hours a day to, you know, be the best we can be train, whether that's, you know, running, lifting, working on our soccer skills at practice, doing all of these things so that we can perform in games so that we can play college soccer, you know, our dream so that we can, you know, win that sectional title, whatever it is, you know, as your team this year, so that you guys can go to States and give something to a community that they long so much for something that can bring so much joy to so many people. And it's really that hard work that you put into that. And I, I see such a, such a parallel there to, to our faith in, you know, we're always living, but disciplining ourselves, training, developing good, solid, uh, you know, habits can go so far in life where, uh, I heard, I read, I read in a book one time that, um, you know, like 98% of an athlete's life is training and, you know, 2% is playing in those games. It's mm -hmm. competing. It's really on the stage performing right. where in life is you're always living, you're always performing, but how often and how much time do we put into training ourselves? Um, and, you know, originally when I read that, I sort of thought like, oh, well, I, I don't do a lot. Like maybe I do, you know, 10 minutes a day here in my devotions, reading and praying and like training myself. But, but then I started to think about all the other ways in my life in which I train myself. And I was like, okay, I put in so many hours on the soccer field. Was that worth it? Absolutely. Because the things that I learned, and, and you talked about this, is the things you learn in sports, the ways that it has trained you, the habits you've learned, the discipline that you've learned from that is so applicable to so many areas of life, especially our spiritual life. And, and, and you talked about how, you know, I, I'm talking to you as this, you know, successful Western New York athlete. And, you know, you know, for me, like my story in college was a little bit different as I, you know, started maybe six games my whole career. And that was hard for me. And it was hard going from in high school being, you know, one of the best on the team to in college sort of struggling to find a starting or playing spot. Um, and me sort of finding my role, finding my purpose of, okay, you know, my role on this team is not to be the starting, you know, leading goal scorer. Now somebody needs to do that and somebody needs that role. And, and you had that role for a time on our team. Um, but it's like, okay, what can I offer the team outside of that? Uh, and, and finding that role. And that's really just such a beautiful thing in, in team sports is people finding, um, you know, their part on the team. Um, right. so, so there's something you talked about briefly that I want to go back to um, mm -hmm. is about how the community responds in Fillmore, where you coach the high school team. Um, and, and I didn't really ask you this question before, since so maybe throwing something at you new here, but um, 
what does what does soccer what does this high school team mean to the community here in Fillmore it's a little bit different here than I've seen other places and so could you maybe shed some light on just what does high school soccer mean in this community yeah so I mean I mean much like you know when we, we start to get into the, the larger schools I mean it's football it's Friday night football mm. um, it's what you see on TV it's kind of the stereotype of the football players run the school well, when you get to, to a smaller school that, that doesn't have football, it, it, I mean, you got to have somebody. Who's the stars next? And that's mm. soccer for, for Fillmore. Um, and it's both girls and boys, obviously. But uh, for the most part, I mean, I would say that, that soccer is the sport for, for Fillmore. Um, yeah. Not only, not just by perception, but by, by the, the success that they've had. I mean, I mean we're talking nine sectional titles. Um, five trips to, to states. Um, we're talking, I mean, banners on banners of county championships. So, I mean, there, there, is, there is credentials behind, behind mm -hmm. it, so it's not just there. Um, but I would say that, that soccer, soccer for Fillmore represents something um, just based on the, the fact that we can, we can be known in the, in the communities around yeah, us as, yeah. as, as a powerhouse. Mm. I think that that gives the community some some practical pride. Hey, mm. our school is better than yours. Right. Um, do I think that that's a, a, a little bit shallow? Yeah, probably. But I mean, <laughs> we all have it. We all have school pride. And, and I mean, why are we playing if we don't want to win? Right. Um, but I would say I would say so often um, in every long run that, that Fillmore's made in sectionals, um, you start to see a community transform into mm. into a an army. And you start to see parents buying $500 worth of pizzas for the guys. You start to see people do things that they don't do on a normal basis. And uh, I would say it, it elevates the, the, the level of the community in a sense that it becomes the, the sense of actual community. Yeah. Um, it sure. doesn't matter who's scoring, who's playing, whose kid is better, who's, who's, who's the getting all the awards it becomes we are Fillmore mm. and I think I think watching that transformation in the community hopefully every year but but whenever we are really successful um I think it, it is so impactful because you start to see the the best parts of people coming out mm. and it challenges you as as a person to take those aspects okay so being successful brings out the best in Fillmore's community so how can I be quote-unquote successful so that I can bring out the best in the people that I'm interacting with right, every day. Right. Yeah, and that just is really coming down to, you know, playing for something bigger than yourself. And, yeah. you know, at, at Fillmore, I think we, we get that as a, at a real practical level that you're not just playing for yourself so that you can be good because you've got a community, a team, a school, a, a county that are that is backing you, that, that wants to see you do well. And, and um, yeah, that, that's that's so good. So, so so that was that's sort of high school sports. That's that's some right. some college sports. So I yep. kind of want to you know um, take the next step here and see how how have sports maybe impacted you um, since graduating college? Since uh, you talked a little bit about coaching and stuff, but like since um, yeah, since leaving that sort of competitive playing atmosphere, um, how have sports impacted you there? Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I obviously am working at a, at a, at a, in an industry that, that does promote sports. Um, 
as a team sales rep and at AdPro Sports, um, obviously involved with the professional sports um, and so many local businesses and communities and, and teams in the area. I mean, it's, it's very easy to say, okay, well, sports is a part of my professional life. Mm -hmm. um, I, I have a passion for sports. Um, it's why I, I am successful at my job is, is just, I, I genuinely want the best athlete experience that I can provide. Mm -hmm. Um, but more, more, more deeply, I would say that, that I have, I've tried to take my experience as an athlete and transform that into an opportunity to give back in everything that I'm doing. Um, yeah. at AdPro, it's a little bit more transactional. You, you, you don't want, you don't want to take advantage of anybody, obviously. Um, but I always view my job, every, every interview, every sale that I make, I always say to myself, are you giving the, the best value to your customers? Are you giving them the best experience? Um, so on a professional level, that's how I deal with that. I, I very much try to break the mold of a, of a car salesman or of a salesman because I think that, I think that you miss the point. Um, and that is, is building relationship and building trust and building yeah. A, a foundation for, for kind of passing on a, a, a sense of community. Um, yeah. No, and that, so on, in that aspect, that's, that's where I do it there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's good. And, and uh, I, I sort of, I hear you saying this, and I hear you saying this about your, your job now and as coaching and as playing is that, um, you know, really you're not in the business of sport but you're in the, the people business. Right. It's not about the sport. Now, sport is what we love. That's our passion. Right. That's our gifting. Like you're a right. gifted athlete. You're a gifted sports mind. You love watching right. sports, following those, you know, being involved in sports. But at the end of the day, it's about the people. It's about who's doing it with you. Is that sort of fair to say, like sort of summing up some of what you're saying? Absolutely. And I mean, we talk about like, like our vocation and our calling. And I mean, you, everybody has gifts. Some people are, are musically inclined. Some people are, are, I mean, again, we have, we have so many talents that, that God has given us. Right. Um, and he gives us passions. Um, I would say that those are kind of anecdotes to the purpose of the body of Christ. And that mm -hmm. is, is being, and as you said, people of relationship. And I have, I have, I would say, my definition of success has completely changed from a sports mind to a yeah. real lifeline. Mm. Um, and that is success is, is not defined by a win or a loss, but it's defined by a positive relationship, whether that's, a, whether that's doing someone a favor that you don't necessarily have to um, do giving them the best price on something. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I think that just, just showing somebody that you care deeply about their well-being, um, even on a practical level, it doesn't have to be on a spiritual conversation level, they see something different. Right. Um, and the purpose of that is just to allow that person to, to and invite that person to be a part of your relationship. Mm. And so for me, I think that that's, that's been a huge part of me is just the success of building relationship in whatever I'm doing. Um, and, and, and most of that comes through trying to find a way to give back to whatever you're doing. And, and from there, I, I always find that everything usually goes into place. Um, you may not win the soccer game. You may not, not, uh, make the sale, but when it comes down to it, they remember you for who you are. And, mm -hmm. and they ask the question, what's different, what's different about that person. And, and mm -hmm. you just hope that if enough people do that, 
um, that they see they see the light and they they see they see what a community can do for you personally, um, for practically and both in your faith. So, I mean, yeah, I would say that, I would say that that's, that's the, the one thing I would say, take away from, from Mm -hmm. your, whatever you're doing, whether that's athletics, whether that's ministry, whether that's, um, your book club, find a way to create a, a relationship and create relationship through your faith Mm -hmm. so that they see a difference. Um, and and ask the question of why yeah and i think i think that that's that's the first step towards taking sports and and growing it and growing our faith um which is the the ultimate goal yeah yeah no absolutely and i i I love that because you know in our in our culture we see sports is so it's so prominent it's so big you know people put money into what they value and you see pro athletes making millions of dollars well the reason they make millions of dollars is because we, as a culture, as an American society, and across the world, we right. love sports. It's well, something that we you, love. you are paying for it as a consumer. We're paying for it. We're paying mm-hmm. for them to do well. We're paying for them. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that's what we value. And so it's, okay, like, here's something that, that we value so much. And how can we, how can we use this as, as a tool for good, a tool for changing the world for the better? And I think you hit the nail right on the head when you talked about, it's all about relationships. It's about a relationship, even if it's just one, even if just one person can be changed through you playing a sport, you know, and I think, you know, I think a lot of pro athletes get that where, Mm -hmm. you know, they're playing for something bigger themselves. It's their, you know, the Buffalo Bills, they're not just playing for themselves. They're not playing for the Bills to win the Super Bowl as they're going to do next year. Um, They're playing (laughs) playing for the city. And I I think we get that, you know, here in Western New York and Buffalo, when, you know, when the Bills do well, when the Sabres do well, the city changes. Well, and you see, and I I touched on that with with the whole Fillmore aspect, but I mean, on a a macrocosmic level, you start to see the impact that that it creates, the buzz, the, the community that it creates. Um, when you go to Wegmans and you see nine out of 10 people wearing red and blue on a Sunday, I mean, mm-hmm. that changes the community. And, and I think, I think that both on and off the field, sports have the ability to, to change a community and to change an individual. And I think that that's the most intriguing part of it that I've taken away. Not, not the wins or the losses, but just, just, that feeling that you can give somebody that they belong to something mm. and that they, they, they are a part of a, a, a club that everybody wants to be a part of. Yeah. Um, that's so good. And that's, it's that, I think it's, it's that love. It's just, just uh-huh. loving people for who they are. And right. uh, I, you know, our, our role as, as believers, as Christians is, is not to, it's not to save souls. We can't do that. We can't change people's lives for them what we can do is we can love them and we can plant seeds here and there by just being different than the world being of god and not this world being of something bigger than ourselves as you talk about coaching it's you're not coaching for yourself you're coaching for those kids you're coaching for this community you're coaching for them you're doing it for them and and that can have an eternal impact uh, and I think that's the, the, the perspective that, that all athletes and coaches should have. And I hear that you have, it's, you know, you have that eternal perspective when you coach, it's not about here and now it's about the future. It's about what we can learn, what we can take from it. Now, 
practical things can happen here and now. You know, you right. can do things that change people's lives here and now, but right. it's, it's loving them now and, and, and hoping and praying that they will know Christ one day right. just right. by knowing you. And, and I, I love this saying that we have um, here at Watermark Wesleyan Church in our kids' ministry is that oftentimes the best way for a kid to know Christ is to know someone who knows Christ. Right. And when you're right. coaching, when you're playing right. against an opponent or with a teammate, you right. can be that person that they know. You can well, be and, Christ to them. And it ultimately comes down to just the fact that you do 10 practical things for that kid. You show that you care about him. You, you're willing to stay after practice for two hours with him, working on something that he struggles with. That kid sees a difference. That kid sees a practical reason to, to go to go to the next level and ask what, why does he, why did he do that? Like, yeah. like why, why? And, mm-hmm. and I think, I think that in, in all the aspects that I've, I've been involved, I'm an official, I'm a coach, I'm, I've played. I think, I think the one thing that I see that you can define success as not wins or losses, not anything other than the fact that can you enhance somebody's experience by, by, creating relationship and creating mm. a positive, a, a positive experience of who you are and what you do represent. Um, yeah. 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 That's, that's so good. Yeah. And I, I just want to sort of end our time with this um, mm-hmm. is that, you know, like we love because God loved us first. And, and I think, especially in this time, uh, you know, with, with the world just being so uncertain of uh, Malachi, I believe three, six, and I'm going to kick myself if I quoted this wrong. Um, <laughs> But Malachi 3.6, it says, you know, Jesus Christ is the same today, tomorrow, and forever. And just that fact that, you know, we love because he loved us and his love never changes. And in this time of such uncertainty of not knowing, you know, what the world's going to be like, not knowing what school's going to be like, not knowing where income is going to come from, all these things that can come and go, you know, people can change, circumstances can change, sports can change. As we both know, Jordan, like, you know, we're not playing competitively anymore, you know, that can be taken away from us. And, you know, as we get older, as we maybe get some, you know, if we have an injury or two, like we won't even be able to play recreationally, may not be able to coach, like these things can be taken away from us. But the one thing that's constant through all of this is that God's love never changes. Jesus Christ never changes. And, and that's really, um, that's really the heart of what I hear you saying is, you know, you coach, you play, you do right. these things because God loved you first. And, right. and, and that's why you can love others and why you can do that. So well, and um, it's our, it's our ultimate mission as, as a body of Christ to, to embody that towards other people who, who may not be exposed to, to God's love like we are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Jordan, for being with us today. I really hope that, um, you know, some of your thoughts and experiences um, could be a blessing to, to so many other people. I know they have been for me um, throughout my life and my time, and I really appreciate your thoughts. So thanks for being with us today on The Sweat Room, Jordan. Absolutely. I expect another call here in the next year or so. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> All right, see Bjorn. Yep. Take care. Thank you so much, Jordan Mullen, for joining us on The Sweat Room. Noah, what were some of your closing thoughts on that interview today? Yeah, I thought you and Jordan killed it, man. I, I, what I really appreciated was you guys come from the small town of Fillmore, and soccer is the football there. I mean, Bjorn, what is it like playing soccer in Fillmore? Yeah, so to give a little background, you know, soccer is the only sport for boys to play in the fall that we offer. We don't have football. Wow. We don't have... Uh, you know, we don't have these other sports. And so all athletes play soccer. 
that's the that's the that's the sport at, at Fillmore, and the community really rallies around that. Playing a game under the lights at 7 p.m., the whole town comes out to support. Stands are packed full. You know, we have more people that can fit our bleachers, and there's people in lawn chairs around. And you know, after we win a home game, it's you got that victory lap in with your team. Everyone's taking off their jerseys, sliding <laughs> in the mud. Like, oh, it's it's That's a lot awesome. of fun. It's really a it's really an atmosphere that it that is one that is very special. And, and Fillmore is really special in that way that they. Uh, really rally around the soccer team and and I didn't realize necessarily how special it was and, and how you know awesome it was to be a part of that until um you know until I sort of left there but it, it's really a special place and I hold a yeah hold a, a soft spot in my heart that's awesome yeah Fillmore seems like the place to be for soccer and it's it's got it's just got like that small town atmosphere and it, it just seems like all at least at your games like it was just packed out it just seems so much fun some things i definitely took away with your interview with jordan which was really great i i really appreciated him is is now that he's helping out as a coach is implementing what you learned and bringing that onto the next generation i thought that was really powerful um and he just also talked about how sports was always the goal, but you can always, there's always more that you can take away from the game. And both of you kind of just dissected that. And that was, it's true. You, you take so much more. I think even something that you said, Bjorn was 98% of the time we're training 2% of the time we play the game. And that, that just means so much more on a sports and faith level. We're always training the, the get it, got it, give it mentality of always learning and always training ourselves. I thought that was so good. And, and I think something that you definitely see with Jordan and yourself is finding ways to create relationships. I think that is, is so powerful um, because that's, that's what life is about is creating relationships, loving one another and, and, and doing that together. So I thought that was a very well done interview. Good job, Bjorn. Yeah, thank you. And, and one thing I want to reiterate is, you know, Jordan Mullen has been, you know, he's been my best friend since birth. We were born, you know, one day apart. He was born the day after me in the, in the same hospital and playing, playing sports together, growing up together, all of that. It's, you know, he was, you know, he he was the brother that was my age coming from a family of two sets of twins and myself being the only non-twin, like Jordan was that twin that I never had. And he was that brother. And the reason that our bond is so tight was because of the time that we spent together playing soccer and playing basketball and, and, and doing all of those things growing up that, that that's really the power that sports have is to bring people together. And, you know, as he, as Jordan said, playing soccer at Houghton college was his dream since he was eight years old. You know, that was my dream as well. We never, you know, we never thought when we were eight years old that the biggest outcome of us playing sports was going to be the relationship that we had as friends and the relations we built with other people. But now we can, we can see that. And, and I love that he's still in that phase of learning where he's learning now how to be the best coach that he can be and the best mentor as he's learning from his father and from those around him. So it's, it's, it's really been a, a, been a fun journey. I, I love to be able to share, you know, some of my best friend with all of you and some of the insights that he has and the things that I've learned from him throughout the years. Absolutely. So do you want to, do you want to, do you want to jump into a little of what's going to happen next week? Absolutely. So next week, Noah and I will be interviewing the head golf professional at Orchard Park Country Club, as we mentioned a little bit earlier, Gary Okino. 
And so here is a little excerpt of our interview with Gary. Uh, gentlemen typically aren't really pumped initially to be hearing about the mental and emotional game. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, uh, it really that's what we're looking to do. And, and, and it's so important because it, it sets the ability, you know, it, I'll just take any given golf shot or any given golf round or really most things we do. There's preparation in how you set your mind and how you set your strategy. Then there's, then there's going through the actual act of playing or the golf shot. So, you know, the, liken that to playing the events, you know, or, or, or the game of any type. And then there's how you react at the end, whether it's one shot or whether it's all the shots. And you need to have all three. You need to have the before and after because they help you with the drink. You have been listening to The Sweat Room where we get it, got it, and give it. Thanks for listening to The Sweat Room, a podcast of Watermark Wesley and Church. 